Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Sex with Emily. We have an exciting guest on the show today. We have the multi-talented Moxie Cox in the studio. You may know her from her work with the Suicide Girls, but this sex-positive bombshell is also a blogger, a sex toy enthusiast, a sex educator, radio personality, and so much more. For her fa- uh, from her favorite sex toys, sex positions, and more, we're getting into it all today. Nothing we held back. This is it. We're getting into it. This is the real sex talk here with Moxie and Menace. Hello. How you doing? I think- I've been wanting to do this. So I've known Moxie for years, and I've been wanting to do a show like this with her for a really long time. So I'm happy to be I know you've been talking about her for Evs. In the in the circle of trust. This is the circle of trust. I got it. <laughs> yeah. But first you guys, I got I gotta just talk about because I know All we're right. gonna talk about because I love talking to other people mm-hmm. who know about sex toys. Yeah. You review mm-hmm. them on your website. Yeah. But first I gotta tell you all about a product that has changed my life. And not just because I give amazing like orgasms, because duh, a lot of great sex toys do this. But have you heard of the intensity? Um, it's by Pormois and it's actually a, it, they, it started off as a medical device, basically. It looks like a rabbit vibrator, but what it does is it does your Kegel exercises for you with electrostimulation because a lot of, you know how important it is to right. work your pelvic floor, right, Moxie? So, you know, I always talk about the benefits. I'm like, do it at traffic light. Like, get download my iPhone app, Kegel Camp. It'll remind you. But we're like, oh, yeah, you reminded me, and then I got a phone call. You sit on your bed. You do it five times a week. You insert it, and it, like, measures to the side of whatever your pelvic floor is. You can, like, adjust it. And then... You spend five to six minutes and your pelvic floor muscles will become so strong, which we know you have stronger orgasms, um, urinary incontinence, all this stuff. Plus, it's a rabbit vibrator. So after that, you do your five minutes a day and then you have a little orgasm or a big friggin' orgasm. It's the coolest machine. I believe that it's a, it's, it's, it's a medical device meets sex toy and medical might make you all sound so scary there. Just a doctor invented it because so many women have problems well, with this. Yeah, and that's, that's the root of sex toys, isn't it? Is it in the medical? In the medical industry, that's the reason sex toys were invented in the first place. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then this one has all these, you know, benefits that you're, it targets your G-spot, your clitoris. It uses electrostimulation, which sounds scary that it is because it's not all scary. It's actually find it like really relaxing and meditative. Um, you guys are going to check this out. Go to pormoi.com, P-O-U-R-M-O-I.com. Also, if you want to learn more about the intensity and how it changes your life, Check out our latest sex toy review podcast, Sex Toy Review. It's called Intense and Unplugged. And I've been doing this for 10 years. I've never had so many responses to a product that I've talked about in my life. We literally got 50 emails about it. Um, Every day we get more. And it's a really good one. So check out our blog. Check out our review. You'll love it. Again, go to pourmoi.com or just check out the banner on our website. Thanks for listening. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily, you got a boyfriend? Because my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. Do women know about shrinkage? Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean, like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God, I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. You know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com, where you can check out all of our podcasts, sign up for our mailing list, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all that good stuff, because we do a lot of goddamn podcasts and a lot of good things so you can have better sex. I know. How many podcasts are you up to I'm nowadays? I'm thinking it's like, I lost, touch, I lost count after like 2,000. It must be mm-hmm. like 
But how many are you putting out a month? Oh, I put out two a week, so eight a month. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I ran into a, a Sex with Emily listener just recently, and he listens to all of them. I love that. And he that. loves that you always have fresh content, because a lot of people that podcast, they maybe only put one out a month or something like yeah. that. you got to wait and... We, we and you know what the thing and is, you're I just love, pumping them out. Every I pump, day. I've never stopped. I mean, this <laughs> yeah. is, and, I, and I owe this to you, Menace. A lot of it is that. So when I started Moxie, I was just doing a podcast, you know, in my living room, just as a hobby, ten years ago. And then I like, which never happens. I got a live radio show on CBS Radio, where Menace was just a little person there, little, I little man. Helped her to <laughs> understand the fundamentals. He of He was radio. working the board, and he was sleeping at the radio station at the time. <laughs> um, but we started out that way, which is pretty awesome. How and we met. I made sure we kept our license because yeah, she, I almost lost it because you can't swear on the radio. Apparently, mm-hmm. you can't say masturbation. But the best thing is, even when the station went out of business and I didn't have a live show, I was like, I got to keep doing it. Menace through thick and through thin. We've always like every week turned out at least one or two podcasts. Mm-hmm. Even when you guys were you were in LA and Menace was yes, in San Francisco. Yes, we would yeah. do it with my little sh- my little crappy yeah. device. We'd be like putting it like we tried, and then yeah, Menace we would moved like, here for me, but he won't admit it. But he did. <laughs> yeah, when she was in uh, she was in Los Angeles, I was in San Francisco. I'm like, all right, how can we still do the radio show together? So what we would do, we would hit record on, uh, she would hit record in LA on a system. I'd be sitting in a closet because yeah. there's bad sound in my house. And I would hit record in San Francisco and then we would talk to each other over a cell phones with earbuds and then I would match up the audio where it sounded like we're in the studio together. Yeah. That's a cheap way of doing it. Yeah. People. Well, the real I didn't way have a fancy studio. Like thousands of dollars. Yeah. But it was but, good. We've always, yeah. What I'm saying is we've always kept the band together. Yeah, but in the, the listeners have always been super loyal, so that's cool. So I thank know. you, people, for downloading. They have. Thank but you, everyone. But this is all you. This is your show. I'm just here. One You're of your minions out. of yeah, many right. that you have. No, I don't know that many minions. But but I also want to say that um, I just want to thank everyone, too, because this last month, it's been crazy. We've had so many even more listeners and downloads, and we've been hearing from just people across the board. Maybe it's because you've been talking about it a lot, Menace. And now we've got Moxie on. I know. So now it's going to change the whole de- Like The whole Dude. thing's going to go friggin' crazy. You had to pull me down from San Francisco, too. I, I know. When did you get here from San Francisco? I, I've been here just a year and a half. I was in LA and then I moved to San Francisco for a year and then I came back to LA. Why so, did you leave San Francisco? I, you too know, cold, not, I, not enough too cute cold, people. Too cold, not enough cool people. Yeah, I know. I'm cute I'm, people. Oh, and Just cute. Kidding. Yeah, not enough guys. I didn't know that until I moved here. Everyone's like, everyone there was ugly, which is such a bad <laughs> thing to say because I don't think that's true, but people make those jokes. I mean, if you're a seven, you can go to L, uh, you can go to San Francisco and be a ten. But no, we used to joke. My friends that like sevens true. think they're tens. I'm like, no, it's true. So it's I'm true. Not, am it's I not true. really a ten? People have like crappy attitudes. It's true. I agree 100%. Well, I'm glad we're all here now. So we can <laughs> we're celebrate. all together in one room. Mm-hmm. I know, I like, love it. San Francisco is a beautiful city. The only thing that makes it crappy is a lot of people inside of it. And it's a lot of people that are not actually even Whoa, from. Whoa, Menace. Yes. No, no. Are, no are not one's actually, from anywhere. Well, I was born and raised well, in, you're like the only in the area. <laughs> I know, okay. but I'm just saying. And I think that's what also gives L.A. Uh, a bad rap, too. It's a lot of people that come from, you know, some random town where like they the were shit. like the a nerd or something yeah or they Can come I here and then they reinvent themselves and become a complete douche and give a city uh, a bad name and i think that's right. what happens in san francisco a lot too yeah it happens everywhere but you can but still find cool people you can't find cool people and I'm, I'm starting i mean it's been three years i've been here now can mm-hmm. you believe but i feel how like how many I, people have you slept with since you've been here oh geez how much um you know not as many as you'd think yeah. Do I really have to answer that question? I don't answer questions like that. I yeah. feel like I went through a huge dry spell when I moved to San Francisco. Yeah. There was a period of time where I was like, I don't have a regular fuck buddy. I haven't slept with anyone in two months, which is a huge deal for me. Yeah. And then I moved back to Los Angeles and it was like, wham, bam, thank you, man. How did you Right meet back guys? on track. How do you meet well, guys? Was it guys being, because they're, they're pusses it in was, San Francisco, right? They're not uh, aggressive at all. 
I don't know what it was. We so many, say that, like, check your yeah, balls at the Golden Gate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, a lot of mommy issues in San Francisco. A lot of uh, negative reactions to any, like, female being aggressive or, like, sexual in any way. Right. Um, and I used, did a lot of online dating Tinder, OkCupid, to f- meet guys and girls. And uh, it was there was some bad experiences. So when you got here, was when you moved to L.A., did mm-hmm. you find that it was... Just uh, yeah, I mean, I was again Lovable. still using online dating, and also I had kind of like a. I mean, I had lived in LA for six years before I moved to San Francisco, so I had already like, like cultivated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was back, and I was back with renewed energy, and I'm ready I, to go. I remember when you moved to San Francisco. I'm like, why are you moving here? <laughs> yeah. Because it just seemed like it wouldn't be your scene. It yeah, was it not. wasn't her it jam. Was, she had to check it out. Not. People idealize San Francisco. The thing is, and I love it's, it's still in my heart. Yeah. I was there for 20 years, but. It's a beautiful city, mm-hmm. you know. I find interesting people. You know, you're not as caught up in the looks and the glamour, celebrity. It's not about that. It's about like who you are as a person. Right. No one cares what car you drive. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, some people do where you go, but not my people. But I do think that LA has just been. I've met so many interesting people. It's just been a good change, I think. Yeah. And I think people are more laid back here. Yeah. And don't actually, get me wrong. Nicer. Like you know, if my contract doesn't get renewed, I'm no, packing no, it up and going no. back. Menace, that will not happen. That will I, never happen. I grew up in the Bay Area, so oh, you did? yeah. Yeah, so my childhood was all there, and um, I think in moving back to San Francisco, I was kind of like, oh, I'll be closer to my family, and it'll be good, and I just never found my people there, and I was like, I need to get back yeah, to Yeah, it LA. takes a while to find your people mm-hmm. everywhere, but San Francisco, people often say it's very clicky, and it's harder, so I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I thought the kink scene was going to be super amazing in San Francisco because of kink.com and the Armory, and I did a lot of events with them, but... I still was not ever plugged in the way that I was in Los Angeles. Right. And so you're really, okay, so just to give you some more background on Moxie, you're, I've got just your nude model, Mm -hmm. sex toy expert, psychology student, sex positive activist, Mm -hmm. uh, California native, you love listening to music, perusing used bookstores when you're not getting naked. Yeah. I I had a experience recently. I just started school again. And so I walked into one of my psychology classes on the first day um, and my professor looks at me and he goes you look vaguely familiar. (laughs) And I was like, uh, and I know of course it's like, I've been naked on the internet for a decade. So at some point I'm sure he's run into me, but I'm just like, Oh, did you teach at Cal state LA? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, no, no. Just looking at me with that look. And I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down. He's like, did he ever figure it out? I don't know if he has, I don't, I don't know. Oh my God, that's so funny. I'm sure, because you're like, yeah. Do people come up to you all the time and say, you look familiar? Sometimes. I mean, I was in New York recently and um, I walked into a coffee shop and some guy came running in after me and he was like, uh, you, you, um, I forget your name, but I follow you on Instagram. No. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, probably. Yeah, okay, so you're, you're Moxie Cox? Yeah, moxiecox.com is my blog and that's where I write about um, sex toy reviews and other things sexually related. Um, but I mean, I've been moxie suicide. I became a suicide girl in 2008. So that's been a while now. And yeah, I, let's talk about suicide girls. Not yeah. everybody knows what suicide, suicide girls are. So can you yeah. give, us, give us a little I brief. think of suicide girls as kind of like the alternative playboy was the original kind of thing of it. So it's, it's girls that are, you know, confident and maybe alternative looking, um, getting naked and, and kind of coming together and, and holding the banner of this like alternative lifestyle type thing. Um, and it's been really cool. I've met all of my closest friends through Suicide Girls. There's a great community. It's a web community um, based around the models of Suicide Girls. And there's so many different types of people that have come together through, 
you know, obviously wanting to look at naked girls, which we all like to do, um, that all these different groups have formed, like people that are interested in technology or people that are interested in, you know, certain types of music and all these things. Yeah, they have like a community board right. with all different types of subjects. Before the internet was what it was today, when it was just kind of like mm-hmm. chat rooms and, and there wasn't so so many different outlets for um, meeting people online. Suicide right. Girls was there. Right. And, and you're you like can, more alternative. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you think of like tattoos, like dark yeah. eyeliner, all that mm-hmm. stuff. So, and do you have a lot of friends, a lot of your, your friends here, Suicide Girls too? Yeah, absolutely. More? There's over a hundred Suicide Girls in Los Angeles. And so through doing events together and, um, you kind of find that you have a common bond with these women that you meet that also like to get naked. Um, and we how have, did you get into it? Have you always been more alternative? And then you were like, oh, you know, get I, uh, at one point, I was in a study abroad program, and I was living in London, and I was super, super broke. And I answered an ad for for an art class looking for someone to come pose in front of the class naked. And I was like, and they were going to pay cash. So I was like, okay, I could do this. So I go, and I show up, and I like derobe, and I, I stand in front of the class. And I was like, I left. And I was like, wow, that was really easy. And that was pretty awesome. And like, I feel pretty good. Um, so then I started just to look for more jobs where I could just be naked. getting paid to be naked, right. which I would just, I like being naked anyways. And I was surprised at how easy it was for me to just be naked in public. Well, you're and, hot too, right? Oh, but also to have it, to not be nervous, not be yeah, self-conscious. That's a rare. Yeah. And, um, and then after that, I moved to New York and I did more of that, but for photographers and then when I moved to Los Angeles, uh, Suicide Girls had just teamed up with PETA, the animal rights group, and they had these giant billboards all down Sunset Boulevard that said, um, ink, not mink. And it was all these hot girls and tattoos, like basically that's naked, cool. just saying that they were against animal cruelty. And it was the Suicide Girls. So that's I. That's So then you were like, first. I'm in. Like, yeah. Those are my people. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I have a question. So I, I know according to your blogs, mm-hmm. we did, we we read all about you. Um, you were raised in a Christian house household that saw sex as a marriage-only situation. Absolutely. Which a lot of people, I think, can relate to growing up in a very religious home where sex is just for procreation. And a lot of people get stuck in that. And they're, even if they decide to get, like, they can't get out of those feelings of, of you know, sex is, you know, something, I'm doing something wrong and shameful. So I'm wondering how you were able to break through that. Yeah, I, um, I actually was super, super involved in my church as a, as a young adult and as a high schooler to the point where I went to a Christian college, um, the Bible Institute of Los Angeles. Wow. Yes. The Biola. (laughs) And, um, when I was there, I saw, I, I really, uh, saw all these people kind of struggling with their sexuality and kind of like, you know, feeling like they were being sinful. And even I did, like, I felt guilty if I wore like a low cut shirt and it was something that was Bible school. Yeah. Really anti, (laughs) like my inner tendencies, like myself. Um, and so I did a study abroad program where I wound up going to London. And because I was away from everything and everyone that I knew and basically, I mean, on a different continent, right. it allowed me to just kind of be introspective and figure out who I really was at my core. Right. And then you were naked in And then class. I was You're like, like That's who I, I like yeah. to be naked. I have sexual feelings. I've been having sexual feelings. Um, and so I was like, I felt bad for all of my peers in Bible school who were told, can't have sex, sex is bad, no sex thoughts. And then the day that you're married, all of a sudden, um, never mind, it's good, have lots of sex, you're supposed to be having sex with your husband. And to me, I was like, that doesn't make sense. How could they possibly right. be told, no, 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 no. Okay, now it's okay, go. Right. Mm-hmm. Wait, like, so in your mind, because a lot of people don't even question it because they grew up with it. Right. And they're like, oh, well, now I'm in Bible school. So, so did you... Oh, yeah, sorry. I was going to ask, so when you came back from this experience yeah. and you started sharing it with people, like, what was the reaction? 
I think people were kind of surprised, but they were also, then they started asking me a lot of questions. Yeah, I'm sure. Like I would get all these like emails or like Facebook messages and be like, um, so you know, this, 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 that. And, and I, I, it became common knowledge to me that it wasn't just me, that everyone was struggling with this and I had so many friends that got married right out of graduating from Christian school who never even saw their significant other naked mm. before they got married. Yeah. yeah. Damn. And it's like, it's just not healthy. And so I was like, there's a need to, for people to speak out, especially women that sex is healthy. If you, if you, you know, if you're doing it in a healthy way, in a way that is good for you. Right. And masturbation is healthy. Cause there's such like an anti-masturbation well, thing. You, when did you start masturbating? Yes. Like, did you have to like repress it for a while? And then I you're did. like, F it. I'm in London. I'm naked. Like, yeah. When, did you start? when I was like 11, I remember kind of like grinding up with another girl, like a girl, um, a girlfriend. And we kind of experimenting that way, but we didn't know, or at least I didn't know what I was doing. That right. I was like wrong. Um, and then when I was in college at Biola, I was kind of like, I don't think masturbation is bad. I still thought sex was bad. Like, can't have sex before I'm married but I'm like I don't think it says anything like wrong about masturbation like it feels really good so I started (laughs) I started using uh the handle of a hairbrush right very common and it was that old Nokia phone do you guys remember that first Nokia phone that everyone had that you like played snake on whatever Mm -hmm. so you could like put it on the setting where you could choose how you wanted your phone to vibrate Mm-hmm. So I would use that and a hairbrush handle. Very innovative. Wow. <laughs> You're like the MacGyver. Of sex I was like the are. MacGyver of sex toys. I had to be. <laughs> I had to be. I was thinking of making this bumper sticker that was like the hairbrush with like a cross. That <laughs> so, so many women. Was it, so it wasn't a vibrate. You made it a vibrate. That's because so many women use yeah. the vibrating hairbrushes, vibrating oh. toothbrushes. Oh yeah. But you yeah. were like, this doesn't vibrate, but I'm gonna find something <laughs> yeah. to make it that will make it. I was like, I'm gonna she make this work. MacGyver. That's totally amazing. MacGyver. So then you had an orgasm using a vibrator. I did. Yeah. And then you advanced. I did. Or, yeah, like, <laughs> I didn't lose my virginity um, with a guy until I was 22. So it took a while wow. and it was a lot of like introspection and then finally being like, I'm okay with this and I want to do it and it's not wrong. But I had to get to that place in myself mentally before I could actually physically go through with it. Okay. And then once I had sex, I was like, oh, the, the world hasn't turned to lava. It's not, ex- right. there's not volcanoes, <laughs> like things aren't exploding and, and, um, and I was like, this is actually a really amazing experience. And I'm I'm glad that I waited this long to the point where I had mentally prepared myself. You had time to think about it. You weren't pressured yeah. into it. You made a decision. You already decision. knew your body. Exactly. Right? You had an orgasm with a toothbrush. And then and sex was amazing for me. And even my first time was amazing. So really? it was great. Did you have an orgasm yeah. the first time? I did. Oh, and I felt really, really lucky because so I knew that wasn't that experience. And, and in that regard, I'm glad that I had kind of had the opportunity to to wait and to think about it before I had sex. Yeah, no, and in a way that is really good because mm-hmm. so many people just, they get into it because they, they get pressured. They, they think right. they have to. Were so you I, able to convert any of your friends into your... I did, you know, so (laughs) one of these girls that I went to Biola with, we wound up moving together in together after I came back um, into a small apartment in Hollywood. And we went on this like sex toy binge where we like bought all these sex toys like to experiment with. And, um, you know, it was just kind of like, then it became this like breaking out of what we had known where we went almost like the opposite yeah, direction. That's what people mm-hmm. tend to do the pendulum yeah. swings in the yeah. other direction. Exactly. And so I'm kind of glad that my childhood 
was the way that it was. So now I have this passion about speaking to women about masturbating and like being open with their sexual experiences. Exactly. I mean, that's probably one of, I would say if I had to talk about my top three things is really helping women because sex, we can help the guys a lot too, but women, if you don't know your own bodies, it's not going to work out for you. Like you think that someone's just going to come in and figure it out. Now you were, you had already done your work and then you had an orgasm the first time. Yeah. Which is great. And I, so rare. it is so rare. And I think it goes to a lot. I tell people about working out your pelvic floor muscles and I'm like, just like you work out your bicep, like you need to work out your pelvic floor muscles and you can do that through masturbation. And it's such a good do you, way. So you do you work yours out regularly? I do. I use the Kegel. The Kegel balls? Um, no, I have Kegel balls. There's a there's a, a product called Kegel. Oh, and it okay. has an iPhone app. I've seen those. Yep, it's really cool. But there's, I mean, there's plenty of ways right. to work out your Kegel muscles. Right, that's good. No, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's it's really really important. So you said you also started working at a sex toy store. In I did. Hollywood. Yeah, and so that was random. I uh, I quit a job right at the the brink of uh, the 2008 like when everyone got Ugh, fucked, right? Bad time. Yeah. It was a really yeah. bad time. Dark. And I was like, oh my gosh. But I had always shopped at this one store on Hollywood Boulevard for laundry. Was it Hustler Hollywood? Or? No, okay. it was called Bed Behavior. Okay. such a like clever bed, name. Bed, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I always went in there to get lingerie and stuff for Suicide Girl shoots. And I kind of knew the girls that worked there and they're like, oh, you could start working here, like try it out. And I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. I started working there. I loved it. I've never loved a job more. Tell me why. I really liked people coming in who were kind of like shy and it could be like an old grandma or like a young girl and helping them find a really great sex toy and then having them come back and be like, that was awesome. Or like recommending lube that changes people. (sighs) I had this one um, gay gentleman who came in and he's like, I like the lube, every lube sucks. And I and I introduced him to some lube specifically made for anal sex. Oh, uh, like anal glide. Yeah, yeah. analyze. I think it was analyze right. me by Pure. Anal, oh, Pure. They make yeah, great stuff. They make yeah. great stuff. And he came back with a bracelet for me. He's like, "You changed my life. Thank you so much." A bracelet. A bracelet. He brought me a right. gift for recommending lube. Nice. Right. And, well, but it's like people are so confusing. You go. That's why I teach to talk about specific toys because I only talk about things that I love and that I've tried. But it's like it can be so overwhelming for people. They're like, I don't. I've never. I don't. I've never had an orgasm. Like, am I going to really plunk down a hundred bucks if it's not so great? So it's right. that you work in a store and you can really like tease it out of people. Like, well, how do you yeah. orgasm? And, and people, like? people should go in and ask. I think people go into sex shops and they never talk to the, to the employees, but you should, because they are, you know, they have a wealth of information about the products they work with. And they're, I think that most people want to help you out. What was the first toy you tried besides the toothbrush MacGyver? Thing? Yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a clitoral like bullet. The pocket rocket. It was bullet. called the Nubby Bullet. The Nubby Bullet. Nubs yeah. are good. Nubs are really good. <laughs> Which is like such a, a weird name, but yeah. it was the Nubby awesome. Bullet. Um, and it had um, it had like a, a the speed control was a dial, which is still one of my mm. favorite things when it's a dial, so you can kind of like yeah. go up and down. You don't have to fidget with too many buttons. Um, but that thing lasts me forever, and now I just go through vibrators. What do you like? Yeah. So, what's your favorite toy right now? Well, well, real quick before you answer yeah. that one, I'm sorry. When you're working at the sex toy shop, what was the most popular item? So, so how many it, years ago was it? This was 2008. Okay. okay. So it then became the Nubby Bullet because I was such a huge fan. <laughs> yeah. that I'd be so like, you pushing you pushing more pushing Nubby Bullets. Bullet. I hope they gave you commission on it. Was like, the yeah, Nubby we did get a commission. <laughs> it was, you know, and it was like, I was a, it was Who a makes it? Because I know people are going to be emailing. I know. Right. It's probably a $10 toy. Don't yeah. buy it. I don't even know if it still exists. It was Cal Exotics. It was probably. Right. It was don't buy it. Don't buy it. There's other things out there. I use the Lalo Smart Wand now, which I really like. I like Lalo Smart Wand. Yep. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. I also use the Oroscillator. And that's like my old Oroscillator is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it has a little nub on it. Has a, it does. Try to explain it. Has a little turning thing on the end mm-hmm. of it, and it's like because like this, there's a there's an attachment called the golden spoon. That's yes. my favorite one. I uh, 
I I kill a lot of sex toys. You do? Yes. Well, you could use them a lot. Do you I ever do do you do photography with using toys and stuff? I don't. Um, actually, that's a lie. I <laughs> do. I've shot a lot with strap-ons, like wearing them, or with dildos. But I haven't shot with like a okay. vibrator. And are with, you like, a bisexual? I wouldn't necessarily label myself bisexual. I say that I'm like sexually fluid or sexually right. open. Right. Um, but I do regularly sleep with both women and men. Okay. So you're not in a relationship. Are you in a relationship? I'm in a relationship. Um, my boyfriend's sitting outside. Oh, but that's your boyfriend. Yeah. Okay. We have a really cool relationship um, where he's a touring musician. He actually leaves on tour tomorrow. And so we can sleep with whoever we want when he's gone on tour. And when he's here, I can still sleep with women. Okay. So when so. he's here, you can say, and when he's gone, men are women. Yeah. And now I have a question. Do you guys talk? Is it don't ask, don't tell? No. We um, Our thing is we. you can ask as many questions as you want, but the information that you have to give is the morning after you have sex, you just text and say, hey, just wanted to let you know that I slept with someone last night. And then the other person can say, ask as many questions as they want. Okay. And then you, you have to answer. And how have you dealt with jealousy in this world? How long have you guys been together, first of all? Um, we've been together a little over a year. Okay. Um, And he tours a for three months, about every two months, he okay. leaves on a three-month tour. Jealousy, it's not that I don't have jealousy. I think that it's um, mentally going through while, why I'm feeling jealous. And I think it's a positive thing to feel jealousy towards your partner. And it's how you handle it and whether it becomes constructive to your relationship or not. So um, I... I think I'm reading a lot and having resources of people who have similar relationships and also understanding the psychology of jealousy and why humans feel the certain way that they do, which is how I came to wanting to always have an open relationship. Right. To begin with. What Sounds about, like Emily's dream. No, I know. I know. And I've been working on it. No, I'm yeah. telling you, I've been working on it over the years. It's but. not easy. I don't think that it's, it's, it's necessarily, not it's not for everyone and it's not something, um, it's not something easy, but it's definitely easier as it goes along and easier than I thought it would be originally. And you probably get closer and more into it because there are no secrets really. Like you exactly. really. And after, it's almost the weirdest thing because after you sleep, or at least for me, and I know that he's expressed the same thing, like after we sleep with someone else, you almost miss the other person more. Right, because like, you guys have that intimate yeah. connection, that, mm-hmm. the intimacy. But I have a question for you. Is there any rules with you guys that like you can't, it's so hard to say this, but you can't develop an emotional attachment or it can't, uh, I know everyone has their own rules and you can't yeah. sleep with the same person again twice. We have, I, I don't like him. I say don't sleep with any girls under 21. That's <laughs> a good rule. Any, yeah. Right? Like youngins. Um, and also like no uh, texting that's not like I'm setting up a date. Right. So like no texting after before that's not like, hey, I'm going to meet you here. Or I'll meet you here or whatever. Okay. Like, and how about with you? Like does he, because he's gone for three months. So mm-hmm. he's out and then you're here. And But it hasn't ever been a time where you met someone and you're like, wow, this is really great. Because three months is a long time. Yeah. And then, then he comes back in town and then you're like, can't talk to you anymore? Or yeah. What? I think I try to be really honest about my relationship and then honest with myself also. And if I feel myself growing attached, then I'll just kind of try to separate See, myself See, that's from really that. healthy. That's mm-hmm. really healthy because I think that, that is the hard part. Um, and trying to understand that like, because I get, I, I have the ability to really love many people, I think, and yeah. to connect. And so... And you definitely will feel tender towards people that you're sleeping with. And I think that's definitely, uh, you can't just sleep. I mean, sometimes maybe you sleep with someone you don't feel tender towards them. And yeah. he's like, what and you're like, out. don't let the but door hit you in the I ass. think right. I wouldn't expect him to always feel that way about people that he sleeps with. And I'm sure he doesn't f- and feel, expect me to feel that way. Like you will feel tender towards people. And I think right. that that's normal. Okay. And then you guys also have, do you have threesomes and stuff? We haven't. I've had a lot of threesomes in the past. I used to actually be part of a, a triad where um, it was a married <laughs> couple and me. Wow. And so, um, but we haven't had a threesome in our relationship yet. I don't, I'm, it's not because we're against right. it. I'm sure it'll happen at yeah, some point. Yeah, you guys have been busy. 
yeah, we've been busy with other people. It's really yeah. busy. You got to coordinate all their schedules yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so it's true. So what about um, dating in L.A., though, when you got here? What do you think about that? Like, how did you met people online mostly? Yeah, I did. a. I mean, I eventually there will be a book because my online dating experiences are pretty crazy. Uh, I tried to do like an OkCupid date at least once a week for some time um, in Los Angeles, even before I moved to San Francisco. And it was uh, crazy. It was a lot. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of people. But what about, okay, so you're more into kinky, right? Mm-hmm. So do you put that out there and how do you explain it to people? Or they're like, what do you mean? Like kinky can mean so many things. Like, yeah, like what yeah. level? What I level of kink? I don't think I say kinky, but pretty much right away if I'm on a date with someone, I'll go there maybe right away. Um, and it's kind of like a litmus test because you can you can notice when someone's like scared and they're not into it or if they're intrigued and they want to know more. So is it on the first date you'll even bring it up? up? Yeah, it's not even that I necessarily want to. I feel like it always does. It just it just comes up. The sex. The sex. Does yeah. he bring it up? The guy usually. You know, well, they ask what it's you do. probably me. Yeah, and, and I for, can't get around it. I can't. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I can't get around it. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. And for a long time, I worked for um, Stockroom.com, which is a kink, oh yeah, kinky toy place, and um, and. Yeah, especially if someone comes back to my house. Like, I have a lot of kinky artwork. I have amazing glass dildos on display. Like, there's, there's, like, there's kinky stuff happening in right. my house. Yeah, if there's no. There's... I'm Sibian in my living room. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't hide it. You can't. They're sending me like a thing to cover. But yeah, I've to- right. You really can't hide no. it. Mm-mm. But like, if you if you're with somebody though, and he's like, I'm not into that. It freaks me out. Then you're like, we're not going past this. Yeah, I remember uh, dating someone for maybe like a couple weeks and I like to have sex. I almost always like, there's a point, it's like I always almost, if I felt a connection with someone, had sex on the first date. And then it was like, okay, I want to have sex with this person again or I don't or I want to see them again or I don't. Like I knew pretty much like after that or before that. So you had sex with them on the first date just so you knew? You're like, why waste time? No, if I wanted to. Like if oh. I felt a connection and I was like, okay, cool. Like I like this person, I want to have sex. And then it was like almost like, oh, okay, like, yeah, I want to have sex with them again, or no, nah, we don't right. have a connection. It's in jive. So, are you more dominant or submissive in bed, or does it? Switch? It depends. Uh, with girls, I love to strap on and uh, be dominant and be the one like with the dick. Like, right. it's really <laughs> I. I don't know. I have major penis envy. Um, yeah, me too. But with guys, I really want someone to take hold and kind of like uh, be a little bit more aggressive with me. So. It depends on the on the situation. situation. What about like, are you into like bondage, BDSM? Yeah, my latest thing has been playing with electricity. Oh yeah, there's so many oh great electrostim vibes yes. out there too. Oh my what gosh, what's going on? Talk to menace. Okay. I know menace, menace, uh, electro sex. Okay, this is my newest thing. So um, there's this thing. It's called the power tripper, and you plug it into a neon wand. So the neon wand is like. I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, it's it. like a clear. It's like a clear glass. Yeah, it's like it's like a wand, and you can put different attachments in it, and basically it conducts electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can use this wand, and I can touch you, and you would feel like a little shock. Okay. But it feels good. It feels shock. good. It just, <laughs> it's just like menace is inching away from I'm me like, as wait. we're talking. He's rolling across the room. Um, and so there's this thing, it's called the power tripper. So you basically plug into an electrical source and then it makes you conductive of electricity. So your whole body, your fingers, if you're a dude, your dick is putting out tiny electrical. And it can feel really good. Like vibrations and electrical yes. together too. Yeah. So it's a, it's really, really amazing and fun to play with. Wait, okay, hold on. 
I feel like Superman. I know. So I'm just I'm trying to figure you're out how it works. You're getting like shocked and like you're no 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 not that part. So I'm plugging it in. And then how am I attaching it to my body? So you plug it in and Mm -hmm. it's like a wire and then it has like Mm -hmm. a metal square Uh and you can put it in your underwear or like in a garter or in your bra or however you want to put it on. So it has contact with your skin and then you become, you conduct the electricity. Wow. So like your fingers or your, it's really cool. It's on Amazon? Do you feel... Which one do you recommend? Go to goodvibes.com. Yeah, goodvibes.com. Use code Emily and get some Electrostim. I just got the Jimmy Jane Touch one that's Electrostim too. Have you tried that yet? I haven't tried that. I do love Jimmy Jane products though. Me too. I just got it in the mail. So I'm going to try it, man. I'll let you know. I'll I'll report back to you as well how it works. But do you feel that the guys like it, men like it, and you like like, like it as well? Or that you like it more? I can imagine if you were smoking weed and doing that. That'd be (laughs) crazy. You're like, whoa, what's going on? Is there there a lightning storm? Have you used that weed lube? No, I haven't, I, but I heard about I, it. Yeah, I used it. Yeah. Do you like it? I did. Before it was, you. I yeah, Faria. It was a, uh, it was crazy. I don't smoke weed at all, mm-hmm. uh, maybe every once in a while. So I turned into like total stoner when I was getting fucked, and I was using that <laughs> lube. I was like, whoa, yeah, like I just right. all of a sudden transformed into stoner. Land. Exactly, but do you feel like it may give you more orgasms? Or? I feel like it long it elongated elongates my orgasms. orgasms. Yeah, I mean I. I tried it. I, you know, it didn't, I didn't have a crazy reaction. Like some people have mm. great reactions, some people don't, but you know, why not try everything? I feel like there's nothing I will not try at least I once. feel the same way. Like I will, I'm open to trying everything and I'll say no or yes. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. When we come back, we're going to get more into your sex life and some more toys that you love and menace's sex life. I think we just got to push a sex toy at him, take home. A, he won't a do menace. it. Menace. Yeah. Menace. There's some good ones for dudes. Oh man. Yeah, well, speaking of which, no. <laughs> what? No, no. Um, no, the magic wand. How do you feel about the magic wand? The Cadillac and all vibrators. Wand. Okay, yeah. so we've got some exciting news. I've been talking about this for a while, that the Vibratex, we always love magic wand, but it is also rechargeable now. You, it is. You don't have to plug it into the wall. You remember my whole stories about mm-hmm. the wall? Plugged it in. Yeah. It was like drilled a hole in my in my nightstand. No, it is unplugged. You can take it anywhere, on a picnic, in the car. Do it's life you changing. Want. You do not need an electrical outlet for it. The Magic One iPod is also upgraded. It's got um, a silicone head that's a lot softer, different material, four intensity settings, four amazing vibration patterns, a little bit lighter, quieter, but it has all the amazing orgasms that you loved about your uh, orgasm potential that you loved about your original Magic Wand. So go to Magic Wand Rechargeable today and check it out because I know you're ready to go unplugged. I love it. It's so crazy, though. When we started this show about 10 years ago, I would just jokingly say all these crazy sex toy ideas. And 10 years ago, I'm like, what? She, she like couldn't even grasp it. I was like, wouldn't it be cool if I, let's say, I'm here in San Francisco, and then some girl <laughs> is like in Illinois, and I can you know, plug in something into my computer and have sex with it. And on the other side, like she could be like getting penetrated, whatever. Yeah. And now, and now that stuff happening. is happening. Kiro, flashlight, the key room. I'm always ahead of that. my time. Menace, you, <laughs> you have been a millionaire. I know. Menace throws out these things, but I don't take them seriously. I'm like you yeah. never use a sex toy, but yes, the key room exists. <laughs> have you never used a sex toy of any type? Uh, yeah, no, I've, I've used sex toys. Like, I just, uh, I'll be, I'll, ask I'll admit. Which one. Let's yeah, I want to know which one. Yeah. Have you used a, like I've, a vibrating cock ring? the, um, the, uh, something. I don't know. I don't pay attention. Never. He's never <laughs> used one. You don't pay attention. It vibrated. Yeah, it like vibrated. Was it the size of an egg? It was a, uh, Did it look like fat? Was it metal. phallic? 
It was phallic. Are you talking about something? Were you sticking it up your bum? <laughs> no. No. God, no. Magnus, we're working. We're already, we're just working on him to like talk about sex. Uh, there's this whole thing that I'm jo- that I joke about on the show where it's like, you know, you use a sex toy, it's a gateway drug. You know, once you get there, next thing, you know, you start with a bullet, and then next thing you know, you're using something that's, that's called true. a dump truck. That's true. You know, and then <laughs> and I don't know. And then if you're like, who knows? Maybe you know, my partner, uh, she's not satisfied with uh, just what she's we're doing. She's gonna leave you for the vibrator. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not afraid of. I'm not afraid of that. But maybe if we're satisfied in what we're doing without the toys, then cool. But if there's something that they want to bring into the situation, then go ahead. I'm not against that. Right. You're not you against know? it. That's but good, you're nice. you saying that I should be the pusher and the person just have that to, says, honey, I could bring like, you, you know what? We need to bring in. No, the it's not. It's, there's five, no need. There's no need. It's that sex. It's just it's, it's, it's magic different wand. sensations. Your penis will never we be able to electro-stimulate her. You will not be able to electro. What if she loves electro I'm not. Ag- I'm not against that. I'm just saying if if you're okay with what you're doing yeah. now. No, fine. things sound great. If it's but if, it ain't if you're folks, in a relationship and folks, you want to bring it in, don't fix it. No, I think that's. I think that's the wrong attitude. I think you know, bring if things are great the way they are now. Think of how much more amazing they can be when you add things. Exactly. I agree. I'm just saying that I'm not going to be the initiator. You know how you love Disneyland. Yes. And there's all these rides. Maybe every Sunday there's Disneyland. new rides. Mm-hmm. And the sense there's like, oh my God, I can't wait till next year we're going to go on that ride. But this year I'm going to go upside down and do it three times in this Ferris wheel. <laughs> not that whatever the great rides are there now because I haven't been there like you have in 20 years. But <laughs> like, it's not like this ride, the one that you go upside down and the one where you go really fast on the Ferris wheel or the, what's it called, roller coaster is so much better. They're both thrilling experiences. I you understand. don't have to choose. And I know I'm going to get blown up on emails no, like, oh, not. how's he on sex we're with Emily? And he's not, uh, no, they don't. He's not getting you know the anal ripper and all no, in that <laughs> the new all that new device and stuff i'm just ripper. saying that look do whatever the hell you want to do i don't care and if you want to bring it into the situation i'm not against that either okay good. i'm just saying I'm that i'm it. not the initiator when it comes to that stuff. okay i got it moxie back to your sex life i'm yeah. very interested <laughs> in your sex life okay yeah moxie. Moxie, i'm very interested <laughs> in your sex life so i want to know about how um like when you say you're like into more kinky or bdsm like do you feel like in the last few years, even that you're always kind of pushing the envelope with it and you want to keep raising the bar or like, is there anything no. new you've tried lately? I think, uh, I think maybe, um, like five years ago before like kinky was before there is, uh, 50 shades of gray right. or whatever. And people were more aware of kinky behavior. Um, I would always kind of do this thing where it could be a a guy that I was having sex with once or that I'd have multiple time where I'd have a ball gag right next to my bed. So he'd be fucking like, maybe he'd be fucking me from behind it. And I just put on the ball gag and then I'd turn around just to kind of like test see, him. Yeah. yeah. To what? kind of see what the reaction was. What would it be? Almost always the guy like thought it was really hot, but also was like, I've never had anyone do that to right. me before. See that. Okay. See, that's, that is such a good example there. Cause people are like, how, we have to have so many shows on how do mm-hmm. I introduce my partner? Leave it by your bed and just turn it on. Put it on. But did he know what to do with the ball gag? Did he know to like pull it? Or no, you no. It? I just put it on so I just like have it in my mouth and you're like, you know, turn around. It's just like the visual stimulation of like, whoa. Right. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I see. I think that, what about using sex toys with partners? Are you ever like, how do you bring that in? I always have a sex toy, probably eight sex toys by my bed. And I will just, I would always grab, I mean, having the Hitachi Magic Wand right. be 
wireless is amazing but um a wand type toy so that when i'm getting fucked from behind i can be using it on my clitoris exactly and oftentimes the guys love it because that vibration is reverberating into them Mm. and they're like whoa they love it they love it they're like oh my god my balls feel the vibration yeah (laughs) exactly i'm good i never felt a vibration on my balls exactly yeah they get so psyched they do that's a great way to just leave it out don't worry what people are gonna think just leave it out Women and turn it. it on and just stop overanalyzing it. So, yeah. yeah. And do you find that, like, so you said you orgasm easily the first yeah. time you had sex. How do you typically orgasm? Do they clitorally, G-spot, both? I mean, when I'm masturbating, I almost always use a clitoral stimulation and, right. uh, and uh, orgasm clitorally. Um, when I'm having sex either with a woman where she's wearing a strap on um, or with a guy, I can have vaginal orgasms um, and I do squirt which has had some weird shock. Like some guys have been really shocked by that. Shocked, happy or shocked? Like what? Depends. Maybe they never shocked, experienced that before. weirded out. Yeah. yeah. Some I, really like, oh my God, that's awesome. And some like, so, uh. Did you pee? Oh, what just happened? Yeah. I know. Right. Now, do you feel like there's certain positions that make you squirt, right? Like G-spot? Yeah. Always, um, almost when I'm on top. Yeah. And then I can kind of like, then I'm kind of also grinding my clit like on the dude's stomach. Right. And so then I have, I'm having multi-stimulation things happen, but. Do you feel like every time you squirt, you're having an orgasm, but can't you, do you squirt without orgasm? I can sometimes. So usually it happens in like spurts of three. So the first time that I squirt, it's almost simultaneous with orgasms and then maybe like almost immediately two times like I'll like insertion come out squirt insertion come out squirt just and those times aren't necessarily with orgasm those are right because I feel like it's been a little same for me a little mm-hmm. with both guys yeah. like wow I'm like yeah I wasn't orgasm but the first time I do same yeah. thing same mm-hmm. exact thing I, I totally get it um minus if you've had anyone squirt on you uh, multiple times. Were you freaked out or were you like, He laughed. Oh. He went to order a pizza. <laughs> he was like, I'm like, oh, so I did. I got to go to the laundromat later now. Uh, yeah. Right. That's the bummer. Put the towels down, <laughs> it people. Just, it, it is messy. Yeah. Even if you buy a waterproof mattress, I got buy, like this. A, buy a floaty boat thing, one of those rafts or something. I got this throw from Liberator. It was like, whatever, the sex right. throw that's supposed to be waterproof. And then it messed with me mentally. So then whenever my partner and I would put it down before we had sex, mm-hmm. I wouldn't squirt. Right, because you're like, you prepared uh, for it. Yeah. Because you want to do it so bad. Damn so, it. I got to get one of those throws, though. That's a good one. They are good. Yeah, but then I was just like, oh, fuck it, because it couldn't, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, it's true. Sometimes you're like psyching yourself mm-hmm. out. I totally get it. Um, okay, so G-spot, and the G-spot orgasms are, do you feel like you have a clitoral orgasm first and then the G-spot? Uh, when I'm having sex. Yeah. When I'm on top, it's kind of like, I feel like it starts with clitoral and then it's the whole body. Mm -hmm. Right. And do you feel like that came naturally for you or you had to learn that more through, like, how would you teach a woman? Because I get these questions all the time. I would say, um, masturbate a lot clitorally. It's a good time. Yeah. So, I mean, and it is, it's like, it's muscle memory and it's muscle contraction. It's like the same as if you're lifting weights and you're working out your biceps. So it's just like, it'll come easily to you. You, you will get stronger. It's the same with your your whole system down there exactly so. and pelvic floor exercises really help yeah yeah okay do you want to uh let's answer some emails i'd okay, love yeah. to get your help here yeah. okay mm-hmm. thank you everybody for emailing me feedback at sexwithemily.com and you've all you guys have been so great lately because you're remembering to give me your age and where you live location and location yeah. and um how you uh how you listen. then you can make up the oh, name. Oh, and then also, did I, and you can always make up the name. But did I mention already that we're taking calls starting on October seventh? 
2015, which is very soon from, let me go back to this here, is going to be from 1.30 to o'clock Pacific Standard Time. And I want you to call in with the number one question, sex question or relationship question you've always wanted to ask me. But how you're going to have to find out the phone number is you're going to have to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, which is Sex with Emily, or my Facebook page, facebook.com slash sex with Emily, or to sign up for our newsletter, and we're going to send you the number. And Because I've really been wanting to talk to the people. Yeah, it's super it's fun It's been a while. So I really want you guys to call in. We're going to test it out and see how it goes. And who knows? We might just do it every single goddamn week. Hell yeah. Awesome. Okay, it'll be awesome. All right, so here's our email, which I'm going back to. Okay, Emily, I have a dilemma. I'm really into rough sex. Like hair pulling, spanking, tie me up, hard and fast kind of rough sex. My boyfriend isn't. He likes the sensual, slow, and romantic kind. Don't get me wrong. Every Which now guy and then, wants that? I don't know. A lot. Not you, but every now I think and then. Ninety-nine point nine percent. They want. They what? They want. They want slow. what she wants, and they're like looking for a girl like that. Well, here we go. Not everyone clearly. Every now and then, it's nice to have that, but he's completely closed the idea of rough sex because he doesn't want to hurt me. How can I ease the idea onto him better? Thank you, Molly. I'm tossing this to you, Maxie. Tequila. Ooh. It's always the answer. Tequila, yeah. That's a rough one. Um, I would say maybe start out with something that doesn't feel so violent. Um, so maybe not tying up. Maybe start with some light spanking, like just the hand. Take his hand and yeah. show how she likes to be yeah. spanked. Yeah, exactly. Where I put a ball gag on. Mm-hmm. And No, give him hand on the paddle or hand him his hand. Just show him. Because yeah. some guys do it wrong. They like slap the... <sighs> I know it's the worst. I'm like, hey, babe, underneath there, like the padding part. Right where your cheek meets your thigh is a good sweet spot. Because right. if you go up further, you're going to like hit someone's kidneys or it's just I know, ugh. it's good so bad. Guys lower. spank wrong. They and you're like, wrong. I appreciate, I don't want to like knock them down. I'm like, I appreciate the effort, but that's painful. Oh, yeah. I think um, guiding guiding their hands to the right spot is always a good a good win. Exactly. Guide their hands to the right spot. Mm-hmm. You could also, you know, you could just start talking about it and say, God, I'd grab my ass. That'd be really hard if you grab my ass right now. I mean, I wouldn't say start out with like the blindfolds and like your dungeon, all of that. Um, but also you could talk about fantasies. Like, mm-hmm. is there anything you want to try? But it's hard if a guy's not into the rough set. I think he's going to, she thinks he's going to hurt her. So how do you explain like guys? Because a lot of people watch Fifty Shades of Grey. We're talking middle America or wherever. And they're like, I don't get it. I do not intellectually understand how that feels good and how pleasure and pain are so closely connected. And so it can be tricky to get someone to cross over to your side. They can can watch some porn together, read some books. Reading books is always, I'm like a huge book nerd. So I'm always like, I want to find literature on everything. Um, But maybe movies. Yeah. What would you suggest? Any good porn you're into? What kind of porn do you watch? Oh God, I've been stuck in this rut of porn for so long. (laughs) I love massage porn. Massage porn. Yeah, like massage therapist comes in and yes. massages you. Right, and then it turns into sex. I don't know why. Like, I thought <laughs> everyone a, wants that. I thought it was a phase that I was going yeah. through. You know how you like go through your phases yeah, with totally. porn? I was like, I'm in this phase. And then I was like, I think I've been in that phase for like three years. Nice. How <laughs> do you even find that? I'm watching massage porn. On you porn. massage porn? You porn? So yeah. is it the woman getting a massage? Either way. I'm fine with like the woman getting the massage or the man getting the massage or two girls doing the massage. Do you watch porn most times that you most times you masturbate, or do you also use your own uh, good old imagination? Usually, I start with porn, and then a lot of times I wind up just like closing my eyes and using my imagination. And what do you think about? Do you I like think about my fantasies? own sexual experiences, things that have could, already happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. could be like the latest one, or it could be like I have a few favorites. But what's your like go-to? I have um, 
Oh God. I mean, I really like public sex. So I have a few like public sex experiences that I always think about. Yeah. Um, Is there one in particular? One time I was driving, I was moving from New York to LA and I was driving in a cross country and I drove a white Honda Accord. It was terrible. Um, We've all done that. Yeah. yeah I've had a white Honda Accord. <laughs> yeah. We probably all had that same mm-hmm. white Honda Accord. Um, but we were on this like stretch of highway in Wisconsin or someplace very rural and um, we just pulled over to the side and he bent me over the hood of my car and hot. just like fucked me on the free you know with just like miles of freeway that's hot but it's like the bend over the bend over yeah by that's the time hot. a car was coming by close enough it was going too fast to really like right. slow down and be like what's going after on? sex mm-hmm. public sex that's, mm-hmm. that's a hot one um, so let's talk real quick because you have a radio show mm-hmm. so let's talk about your radio show where people can find you yeah Suicide Girls Radio is uh, we do it every Wednesday and it's live and you can watch on tradiov.com from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm very excited. I'm going to be a guest. And yes, Emily's going to be a guest. Menace, you should come on too. I'd be down. Yeah. yeah. We have lots of interesting guests like Emily and a lot of <laughs> bands, musicians, and artists. And we talk a lot about the same sex and, and relationships and living in uh, the world that we live in. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. That's awesome. And well, they should follow you. To- yeah, at Moxie yeah, you can follow me mm-hmm. at Moxie Suicide on Instagram or Twitter is at Moxie Suicide and then my blog, MoxieCox.com. I love your blog too. You had some really you. great writing in there, yeah. some interesting insights about how people you know talk about opening it up or mm-hmm. how you experience pleasure. Especially people, if you're coming from a religious background or a background where you have kind of a closed um, sexual view, I love hearing from those people and kind of sharing my own experience and how I opened up so now were you is it were you Mormon or Christian like Protestant okay okay just like what division abstinence only (laughs) I had I had an abstinence ring what do you have it it had a heart with a key through it I wish I still had how are your parents what you You should totally wear that while having sex have your parents come around uh they don't know oh wow what no way yeah Uh, you know I kind of think that too. I think that if they did know, it's not like they're going to say, like, I'm 30 years old. They're not going to sit me down and be like, hey. Um, we don't approve. We don't right. approve. Because what are they going to do? Like, you can't home, come home for Christmas? Like, right. they, yep. they're like begging me to come home. Right, so, right, right, right. Yeah, no. And I have a really good relationship, actually, with both my parents and my siblings. And uh, my siblings are aware of what I do, and they're very supportive. And are and they, have they kept more of the religious My sister line? has, and my brother not so much. Okay. Um, but my parents aren't super conservative, uh, but they are Christian. Right. Yeah. So they are not probably logging into your site. Yeah, they are not logging into totally my site. Yeah. yeah. My mom tells everyone she has a really, she helps couples with relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's my fine mom, whatever you can do. <laughs> well, yeah. thank you so much for being here with thank us. You so much and for I can't me. wait to see you again at your show and you're beautiful and talented and smart and I love this. I love you, yeah. Menace. And there's one more thing I have to say is that I'm actually going to New York this weekend for the Sexual Health Expo. So if anyone hears this and you want to come to New York, check it out. Go to sexualhealthexpo.com. Open to the public. Tickets are like 25 bucks. You get two people in. So we get the top sex educators on the planet, like people that I really admire teaching workshops, sex toys, latest and greatest toys. It's all going to be a good time. Sweet. I know. I love Amazing. it. And Menace, um, you and your pup, where can we find you? Oh, uh, Instagram, just Menace, M-E-N-A-C-E. And if you want to follow my dog. It's my dog, Chiro. I'd rather follow Instagram. your dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's a lot more fun than I She's am. She's really cute. Uh, but I'm also, this weekend, I'm, if you, I know we have a lot of listeners in Vegas. I'll be at the iHeart Radio Music Festival oh, for a few days. So okay. I'll be around there and look for me. I want to come hang out. Dancing Last to Jan Jackson. I love it. That's going to be so fun. Kanye West and bands and whatever. Cool. All right, awesome. I, I run into sex only listeners all the time in Vegas. So, so hit up Madison. I know they're, I know they're there. <laughs> I love it. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, Madison, for a great show. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com.
Okay, people, thank you so much for listening to the show. And I need to tell you about the Fleshlight. It is a number one sex toy for men. Have you used a Fleshlight, Moxie? I have. You have? And you like it? Yeah, good, good. good Stoya one. Right? Good, uh, what? The Stoya, the Stoya one. one. Stoya is so hot. You can get Stoya, any porn star. A lot of porn stars that you probably have come to know and love and masturbate to, they might have molded their vagina after uh, with a flashlight. But you can just get this, the stamina training unit. It's basically a masturbation sleeve that is meant to look and feel like the real deal. It's patented material that was actually invented by NASA. And you know what? You got your hand. You got a vagina sometimes, maybe you got a butt, but you do not have a flashlight yet. And if you don't, try it out. Um, you'll love it. I'm telling you, it is the number one sex toy, the only one you need. Go to sexwithemily.com, click on the flashlight banner, use code EMILY, and you get a free bottle of their award-winning flesh lube. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye.